So this past Friday night, August the 28th, kind of around nine o'clock, we were recording a pod that's going to come out later. Not really sure when, but we saw the news break that the Chadwick Boseman had passed away from a bout uh, with colon cancer. Uh, he was 42 years old, and it it kind of took us all really by surprise. We were all pretty much in shock. I don't, you know, I, I'm not particularly, I feel like I've been um, in the past, I don't want to say dismissive, but um, celebrity passings, I think, are not something that, that affect me on a deeply emotional level because I don't necessarily have that emotional connection with celebrities. Um, but I think that there are instances and in people where there are extenuating circumstances that that make things uh, make deaths very profound. I think it, it's really hard to understate, you know, I, I am not the best person to, to talk about this. And I don't know if, um, if any of us here are, but I think his, um, it's hard to, to overstate his impact on a lot of different people you know, with, with what he sort of represented. I say this not to, um, to diminish anything in any way, but it's really, really shitty that this happened. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing that we can say that's any more profound than what's already been said about him. Um, and it's hard to put into words the kind of impact he had, um, especially on a younger generation um, being able to see him as an example on screen and the just really the historical figures that he's played in his career. I mean, like a murderer's row of people. It's it's yeah. incredible. I mean, the man was Jackie Robinson, James Brown, like Thurgood Marshall. And then and then literally Black Panther. Yeah. Like that's. And he did all this in silence. Yeah, that's the gut-wrenching part of it. Right. I think a lot of that has to do with how he felt about his time here and how he wanted to utilize it. This was recorded prior to the news of Chadwick Boseman, so um, our thoughts go out to his family, friends, fans around the world. And at some point, we plan to do something dedicated uh, to Chadwick Boseman, whether it be talking about a movie, his career, just a little simple conversation, because I think uh, he does in his short time on this earth has played a very impactful role in the lives of several people, not just being an actor, but what, what he did, you know, off the screen. So appreciate it. Appreciate everyone listening. And thank you. Probably two years. Yes. I have never 
ever heard Fennessy say, when I say whatever, what comes to mind? I'd never fucking heard him say that, that I could recall. And so just to prove my point, I went back and randomly listened to a couple of different episodes. You're just giving them all the downloads, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) When I say Oliver Stone, what do you think? I was like, this is fucking horseshit. I was driving and I like damn near lost control of the truck. I was like, <laughs> like, like am, I listen- am I listening to my podcast or am I listening to what the fuck? When did my voice change? Yeah. Can you recall, Nick? I know you listen to the big pick. No, that's the thing is you brought it up and I, I was trying to think of if maybe it was one of those. Um, I don't know. I think I'm sure there's something that I say that I've just heard them say a bunch of times. And I just picked up, but. I don't remember him saying phrasing. I, you know, I, I would have thought of that whenever you had initially started using right. it. Right. Right. I would have been right. like, wait, Be- that's exactly because there's been like when I, uh, in previous episodes, I know that I've said like the apex, I know cause I think of rewatchables. It just, it's so natural to come out or, yeah. uh, MVP. I mean, that's kind of common, but yeah, that, that guy and- I think is something that I had put in and then I was like, Oh shit, that's, that's a rewatchable thing. We haven't done Dion Waiters yet. No, we haven't done that yet. Although there is a Dion Waiters in this one. We're not going to do it. I know we're not. Two can play at that game. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't believe plugging in my phone, my little Apple CarPlay, put my vehicle in drive, and then I see Fuck, Mary Kill, and I'm like, what? Uh, the big pick. I, I, looked through, I looked through two years of uh, episodes, mm-hmm. and none of them mentioned Fuck, Mary Kill. In the title. I'm just saying. Did he, so what did he, was it literally like fuck, Mary kill for movies? It was, let's go through Oliver Stone's filmography and pick movies that we would fuck, marry or kill. Like you would, with okay. it being marrying, like, I love that movie. I would watch it eternally kind of deal. Kill, right. I fucking hate it. Fuck, it's like, it's for a good time, you know? Interesting. Okay. It was a, I, it was a good episode. I would recommend it. It did not feel like two hours. Shit. <laughs> Um, do you want it on record that today is July 31st and the big picture has stolen two predominant components of our, of our show? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know who at the ringer is listening to our shit. I appreciate it. Please share. Thank you for the download. We really do appreciate that. But, and we can be bought for the right price. Absolutely. We know you got that Spotify money. Give me that Spotify money. Come on. Not a sponsor yet. It could be. They don't need to. They can just steal our content. Which they did. Which is fucking horse shit, but we appreciate you guys listening. Producer Bobby, I love you. You're a great guy. Just just throw us a freaking bone here, you know? Nephew Kyle, <laughs> do something. We've reached out. We've communicated. So we're on the radar. The next one I was going to reach out to at some point was going to be Shea Serrano. Probably help us out. Especially if I say three-sevenths of this podcast is Mexican. <laughs> Even though three-sevenths aren't. But I was going to say, wait, three. three, if we, three I was doing the math in my head. I was like, wait, one. I'm trying to count on the two. two. Exactly. Minority pod. I guess we just have to lie and say we don't watch basketball. <laughs> I can talk Spurs with him all day long. I can shit talk Spurs with him all day long. All day. All day. Kind of hurt us here. I'm excited. I need I need some energy to get it fucking Ryan and Antonio this week. (laughs) 
Nick, I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised. Oh, fuck. So we're all just going to agree and nope. wax poetic. No, all right, let's go. I am so sorry, <laughs> but there's going to be two things that are going to happen. Wait, hold on. There's, Wait. What? Do not take it personally. Oh, I'm not. <laughs> okay, you say you're not, but you will. I'm make it personal. <laughs> I, I am I'm like a trapped animal in a cage, though. I just... I, no, just no, I'm going to be... I'm going to be that guy that jumps both sides. I That's usually my role, but I'm going to be a fucking troll. I'm not even going to lie to you. People are going to come out here and be like, dude, that dude's a fucking troll. Fuck like that it. guy. I like it. I like and it. I have maybe no problem. Maybe, maybe you'll talk me into being in that, you know, in that foxhole with you, Ryan. Bring it on, bro. There's plenty so of fucking room So you're just like undecided? It's just a flip-flopper. For this movie, there are things I liked and things I didn't. We'll leave it at that. So you're pu- you're pulling an Aaron Burr and not letting anybody know what you're fighting for. I don't think he's seen <laughs> Hamilton. Just keep that oh, smile fuck. on your face. <laughs> but don't talk less. Doesn't strike you as a musical. <laughs> no, there's no easy segue there. Oh, fuck. Antonio already left. Doesn't matter. He's at the end anyways. So guys. Yeah, uh, <laughs> God. You don't Sorry, have to. No, that's my fault. <laughs> I should have waited. You don't have to stop because we'll just... We just mute Antonio on the sound. I know. It's no, still- it's not that. It's not that easy. It's hard. It's not that easy, I, isn't it? Though, can't you just take the? Can't you, can't just, you just his yeah. track? Can't you? you I don't literally, know. can just mute the track. I don't understand. Yeah, but Ryan, depending can't you, on, can't you just magic? Can't you just? Yeah. Do you believe in magic? Magic. Oh, we'll get there, right? Do you believe in magic? <laughs> I didn't even hear you do that. Um, <laughs> Did, was that you too? Yes, of course. Oh, I thought I heard. I thought I heard myself off somebody else's microphone. I was like, "No, right." You guys are gonna make Antonio jealous. Stop. It's just Go me. You. <laughs> they have their own chat. I'm already jealous. Trust me, you don't want to be a part of it. <laughs> I think I kind of wanna. Um. So, guys, what uh, what have we been what have we been watching this week? Jennifer, did you watch anything this week? Um, we did finally watch Silence of the Lambs because we finished watching Hannibal. Yes. What was it? Nineteen ninety one. Silence of the Lambs is nineteen ninety one. Yes. Yeah, I thought it was going to be better, I guess, than it was. Maybe I'm not a Jodie Foster fan. I'm just now realizing. You didn't seem like you were. I, I just didn't know where that accent came from. <laughs> I can pass on Jodie Foster too. West Virginia. That didn't sound like West Virginia. Also, I couldn't stop looking at her mouth. I don't know. Man. Her mouth. Her <laughs> mouth. Weird. And then the only scene I knew from that movie where he's like, hello, or whatever he says, like he ate his liver. Some fava beans. Yeah. Nice Chianti. Yeah. <laughs> Happens way sooner in the movie than I thought. It was okay, though. But we did watch The Long Dumb Road. That Are sounds like sure? something that I would want to watch. <laughs> from 2018. Uh, it's got, what's his name? Jason Manzukis. Yeah. Oh, nice. And it's like they take a road trip from, or this kid takes a road trip from Austin, Texas to LA, and there's shenanigans. Yeah. Along the way. I didn't Jason Manzukis and Tony, uh, Tony Revoliori or something like that, the kid from Grand Budapest. Mm. Mm. Budapest. <laughs> yes, Grand Budapest. I'm sorry. <laughs> And uh, the Spider-Mans, obviously. Yeah, it was good. It was funny. It was too real in some situations. Nicholas was very uncomfortable. 
hid behind some pillows at one point. Really? It was like realistic cringy. Like, this is why you don't give strangers a ride, even if they help <laughs> fix your car. Yeah. Because it's going to get weird. And this is a comedy, I'm assuming, right? Yeah. Okay. It was, it was funny. There's just like some super cringy parts. I still recommend it. It was mostly, it was more funny than cringy, but the cringy moments were super kind of uncomfortable. I liked it. I didn't. <laughs> Amanda, what have you been watching? Uh, just sports because I'm a degenerate and I need to make sure that I'm winning my money back. <laughs> How's that going for you? It's been great. <laughs> I'm up, but uh, I'm up. You're up? Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not going to say how much, but... Yeah, I was going to say, you don't you don't want to talk about it because... I can talk about units, but I won't talk about dollars. Mm. She's going to be on Against All Odds with Cousin Sal in a couple weeks, so she's <laughs> holding off on that. Are we are we plugging the ringer again? Is that a ringer podcast? We're at war. You can Fuck start you, Antonio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Antonio, what have you been watching? Nicholas... <laughs> Uh, so after we watched, after talking, forgetting Sarah Marshall, I decided to go on a mini rom-com binge. Uh, so I watched No Strings Attached and I watched The Layover, which I know everyone says sucks, but I was entertained for the hour 30, hour 45 that it was. Uh, also who doesn't get, who gets tired of watching, you know, Alexandra Daddario and Kate Upton raise your hand. I don't see any hands in the air. So. Any hand, just to be clear. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then when I knew we were watching this week's movie, I decided to go watch a heist movie. And I decided to watch a heist movie that would temper my expectations. That way I could go in and be like, you know what? This movie isn't that bad. So I watched, uh, watched a heist movie called Criminal with uh, Diego Luna, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal, and uh, John C. Riley. The reason I watched it was because there's a scene where Diego Luna and uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal kiss. In an interview, they asked Maggie Gyllenhaal who was a better kisser, Diego Luna or Gael Garcia Bernal. And she was like, I've never kissed Diego Luna while Diego Luna's sitting right there. <laughs> and he's like, oh, you don't remember. We were in a movie together. <laughs> so that led me to believe that this movie was bad. So I had to watch it. It wasn't bad. It was a good heist movie. Uh, so that prepped me for this week's heist movie. I thought you were going to say that was a good heist movie. And then I had to watch a shitty heist movie. <laughs> Ryan? You know, I haven't had a whole lot of time to watch things. So in the background, I've kind of been replaying the second and third season of Shameless. Nice. Which is a uh, it's a great show on Showtime. It's like in its tenth season, but I thought just thought I'd do a little rewatch because because I was watching season ten and you were confused. Yeah, so I just like I'm just gonna go ahead and rewatch everything because it's a great show. God, I just feel I feel so, I can't watch an episode and just be like, oh my god, it just keeps getting worse and worse and worse for these people. And then I saw Now You See Me, and I was like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. See, so we can't worse. Get it, Bro, you can't, you can't segue that soon. <laughs> there, there's a lot of boobs and there's a lot of dong. Damn, I thought we would make it one week without talking about dong. I wanted on the record that I didn't say the word. I did. <laughs> Brandon would be so proud. Brandon would be so proud. 
He would probably be upset that he's missing the Shameless talk because I think he's a fan of Emmy Ross. We love oh, Shameless in this house. Who is? Are you not a, are you not a fan oh, of Emmy Rossum? Hey, oh. Did you call her Amy? Emmy. 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 Are you talking to me or Ryan? I would never. Ryan. Oh, okay. And Ryan would never. No. Nick would never mispronounce anything. <laughs> <laughs> and if he did, you would question yourself. Exactly. Yeah. I was like, is her name Amy? I would immediately lose confidence and think my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> it all started with Amy Russell. The, the, the movie of the week is Now You See Me. Uh, I, actually, shit. I'm sorry. I didn't do the proper research. Um, I got you. I got you. So this week's movie is 2013's Now You See Me, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Funny enough, on IMDb, you know who has second billing on this movie? Michael Caine. No, Common, for his fucking five minutes in this movie. That should tell you everything about where this movie is going. Wait a minute. I don't wait. like this. Okay, wait. I take it back. I want, the resp- I want the responsibility back because you're, you know, I see what you're doing. I see what you're doing. <laughs> no, I'll, do, I'll do it straight. I'll no, do it you straight. Were, no, no, no. You were, you were shirking responsibility because you want to be the bad guy of this episode. He I- does not have second billing. What are you okay. talking about? You go to IMDb. Go no, to IMDb. Yes, I'm looking type at in it. Now You See Me, 2013, Mark Jesse Ruffalo. Eisenberg. Mark That's Ruffalo. That's Now You See Me 2. No, I'm looking at one. I'm going to do this. Bullshit. Bullshit. I have a whole thing. About I will it. screenshot I the shit. I thought this movie could have used more common, though. Oh, shit. I have literally, I've literally got common here as number nope, two. Nope, nope, Thank nope. You. Y'all are wrong. I'm going to okay. snip it. I'm going to snip it. You, you snip, snap. Snip, snap. Snip, snap. snap. Snap, snap. And I'm going to show you how far down Common is on my list. Wait, no, that's not the not the list, like under stars. Under, uh, like, like when you go to IMDb and you type in search, just type in now, N-O-W space S-E before you even fill it out. I know how to spell. Okay, I'm just saying st- under stars at the top of that page. Yes. It lists, yep. it goes ah. Jesse Eisenberg. And it... it Listen, I have a, um, I'm a person who loves data, so I have a bunch of movies on my hard drive. So I have this thing that like pulls IMDb data, and they're constantly fucking wrong. Like, obviously, this is wrong. Common is not the number two person here. He's not. Are we sure? Are we sure he's not? Maybe this movie was edited so much that they were like, you know what, dude? We have to cut out basically majority of this movie. I love this. I don't know. I don't know where we're going, (laughs) but I love that energy. (laughs) <laughs> but Now You See Me came out in 2013. Jesse Eisenberg, Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, the girl from Inglorious Bastards. And so real quick, quick little summary, probably from one of these little sites. The movie is about an FBI agent and an Interpol detective track a team of magicians who pull off a bank heist and robberies during their performances and reward their audience with the money. And then it goes on to another storyline and then on to another storyline and then on to another storyline. And that's Now You See Me. Amanda, Ryan is being very rude right now. Would you like to would you like to give some context as to why you proposed this movie? Well, A, it's got Jesse Eisenberg in it. And B, it's got the love of my life, Woody Harrelson. What what is it about Jesse Eisenberg? I would classify him as my guy, Jesse oh. Eisenberg. Yes. That's a bold statement. Okay. I said what I said. I said what I said. Okay. And Nick, you have the other reasons for why I wanted to select this movie. I stole them from you. you. I told you them. you could have them. It's the, okay. The two important things about this movie, the two fantastic things. It's a magic movie and it's a heist movie. It is both. 
It's magic heist movie. It's the best combination. <laughs> it's, it's it's the only. Well, I mean, there is a sequel. It's it's, it's basically <laughs> the two. only time that this has ever happened. Yes, I I 100 voted for it because I have I had and still have very fond memories. Uh, whenever this movie came out, because I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe no one has done this before." Um, I'm a sucker for all heist movies, even if they're bad. And I'm a sucker for all, and this is a very uh, incredibly smaller category, but I'm a sucker for all magic movies, even if they're bad. Doesn't matter. Now, are we talking magic like the traditional magician? Or are we talking about magic like wizards and witches? Oh, that doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. That's so fantasy. Traditional magicians. Yes, I'm. I'm talking about magicians. Yes, yes. Important distinction. Important distinction. Um, I know Daniel Radcliffe shows up in the second. Now you see me, but he is not Harry Potter. In that. The thing about magic is that I'm actually not a fan of magic necessarily. Magic the Gathering or magic ma- magic not magic. Even, not even. <laughs> I'm certainly not a fan of Magic the card game, and I'm not really a fan of Magic like done. I mean, I think it's interesting, but I've never seen like I've never gone to a Magic show. Has anyone here gone to a Magic show? I have. I have too. Did like in a Vegas. professional Magic show? in Vegas? Yeah, in Vegas. Oh, okay. Was it good? Yeah. Ryan, I hate- no, I've seen a Magic show, dude. Magic shows are so much fun. As someone as inquisitive as you are and intelligent as the rest of the fun table is don't you want to know like how it works like like what's the like what's 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 the trick of the trick like what that's the whole point of a magic show to me saw the girl in half cool make the ball disappear but how how did you do it but then that ruins the magic wait wait, oh okay no it doesn't uh, okay all right just tell us why you voted for the movie right Right. Okay. okay. So yeah. So is that why you is that why you voted for this movie? Is is because you still like magic somehow? I I like you, Nick. I love a heist movie. I love magic. I think magic is cool. It's fun. Somewhat little kiddish, but hey, whatever. I saw this movie when it came out. I did not care for it. I've seen it again since. Didn't care for it, and I thought, you know what? How can you take heist and magic? Two of my favorite my guy things. <laughs> two of my things. Don't steal my fucking bit. That's not how you... <laughs> how do you fuck it up so royally? I'm just kidding. That's pushing it too hard. No. First of uh, all, how no, dare I'm gonna, you? Uh, I'm gonna chop I'm gonna chop that. No, in all in all seriousness, I saw I thought the reason why I voted for it was because out of all the moves, I thought, hey, let me give it another chance. Maybe, maybe as I've gotten older in my wise old age, I'll kind of see what everyone else is talking about. And no, it didn't happen. Okay, you feel like this is like a universally. I mean, it, when you say everyone, I there's there's quite a few people out there that 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 love. I, I think there's quite a few people out there that that like this movie, and because it's it's magic, it's cool. But whether whether you like actual magic, people like to see magic being performed. So when you do that with a heist, and then you have the cast that you have, people are like, "Oh yeah, that's great. It's got Woody in it. Like, how bad could it be?" Woody's one of those people that like if Woody's in a movie, you're going to watch it or Jesse Eisenberg. Like they're not, they universally yeah, don't have bad movies. Woody we call has those, been in some terrible movies. We call those your guys. Just, just that's the preferred nomenclature, by the way. I don't, I don't know if you can speak for everyone. I don't know if all of the people here are super big on Woody Harrelson. I don't, I don't think I've seen every Woody Harrelson movie. I mean, you're missing out. 
I mentioned Woody Harrelson to Jennifer last night, and I said something about Cheers, and she was like, Woody Harrelson was in Cheers? Shut up, Nicholas. And I was like, listen. (laughs) Also, that was this afternoon. (laughs) Listen. Listen, young Woody Harrelson in Cheers, Tin and Bar. Well, yeah, now I'm going to watch it. Anyways, Jennifer, it, you didn't have that prior knowledge. Um, why Why did you vote for? Well, I do know that I had already seen it. Nick convinced me it was good back then. It still is. It holds up. I thought we were going a different why? direction. No, I got no. scared. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's Dave, I don't know, Dave Franco, Woody Harrelson. Like, I'm not a Jesse Eisenberg fan, but he did just fine being an asshole. So what he plays best. It's the only thing he plays. Dave Franco, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Magic is good. Fucking Magic. Antonio, you are the only person here who, uh, who I guess hadn't watched this movie before. That's correct. And didn't vote for this movie. I initially voted for it because uh, just because Nick, I hold you in high regard with the movies that you like, a lot of these people, and you are so passionate about this movie that I wanted to give it a shot for you. I didn't realize that I had made such an impact. I know that this movie means a lot to me on a personal level, but I didn't think that that had like leaked into the interactions that I've had with people to the extent. <laughs> I'm going to circle back to that statement later on in this. Minor his. To Antonio's. Ooh, okay. I like that. Okay. Uh, so Ryan, you, you gave a good summary of the movie i just uh it felt like you were being kind of dismissive about the plot of this movie because there is no plot what oh okay thank you there are many plots there are too many difference no there are too many plots that doesn't mean there is no plot there's a a quarterback thing you have one court if you have two quarterbacks you have no quarterbacks if you have multiple plots you have no plot come to the dark side antonio I don't think that's how that works at all, by the way. I think you can have a B plot to a movie. I think that works pretty well. Didn't we? I remember saying at Superbad that you that the fucking McLoving plot is essentially a B plot where he just goes off and does his own thing for the whole fucking movie. Like you can have that. Are you saying that there's two plots or that there are more than more than two plots? Ryan, you seem to think there are multiple plots in like more than two cents. It's, it's not that they're like, okay, there's this movie just goes in so many different directions that I get lost in it. And I'm just like, what? They're Magic's hard their to magic. Who? You know what two directions <laughs> it goes in? It goes in the direction of magic and the direction of heist. What are we talking about here? Mm. <laughs> it's just a mess. I will say the first five minutes in this movie... I was like bought in the magic trick. What card do you see? I was like, oh shit, oh shit! I did choose the seven of diamonds. I did choose the seven of diamonds. I'm like, this is gonna be great. And then the movie like starts, and I'm like, what the fuck are we doing here? <laughs> you welcome me to a magic show. Welcome everyone, the four horsemen. And for our final trick, I'm like, wait, what? What do you mean? The literally what he says is, uh, you know, like we're gonna rob a bank. That doesn't, that line doesn't. Okay, but you're going to start, You the, the Vegas announcer is like, oh, welcome to the four horsemen. And then my girl, what's her name? Henley says, and for our final trick, I'm like, wait a minute, what? And right then and there, I knew this movie is a fucking mess. Because then you got an Interpol officer come in, try to help out mean ass Hulk Mark Ruffalo, who's just grouchy, like, 
I don't know. And then all of a sudden, it was just very, I guess the word, God, Nick's vocabulary is so much better than mine. It no, was, I wish I read as many books as he did. It was very convoluted. That's about the extent of my vocabulary right there. That's a polysyllabic word that you Fuck right off. There. Okay. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a word or not. Does anyone else agree with me on this? That the movie seemed a little convoluted. I think you're, the word you're looking for is disjointed. Ooh, get his ass. <laughs> sure. And yes, but it's still a good fucking movie. I don't know about that. Oh, Antonio, what what is that? What is that supposed to mean? So I agree with Ryan. It started off really good. I I was pleasantly surprised with how like I think the first twenty to thirty minutes of the movie, I didn't expect to be as hooked as I was. And I assumed that it would be one of those movies where you kind of start off with, you know, you get off to a running start. It's like, oh, crap, I'm hooked. We got these four together. Now we're going to circle back to kind of develop the characters a little bit and see their background, see what they're about. I don't need to know what the end game is necessarily right off the bat, but I would like to know what their motives are besides, oh, we're magicians and we just want to do magic because we got this we all got this card and we want to see this through right and we go to this shady ass fucking apartment and all of a sudden this dry ice shows this fucking symbol and it's like oh this all makes sense now we have one year to put together three shows it's like what are we doing here okay uh, amanda i'm ready to fight you amanda you seem upset i'm literally doing like the video game in person like select your character i'm just like ready ryan I, has the couch ready tonight he's he's prepared i don't even have i don't have a response because you complained about so many things at once i did i that's my that's my fault nick like why do you love this movie so much is it just because it's heist is it just because it's magic but what like there's a ton of heist movies out there like why does this one just get you I mean, it's an interesting question. I mean, I feel like heist movies, heist movies as a genre are not not super new, you know, and, and they, there's been a bunch of riffs on them. But I, I think that this is a movie that to me stands out because it's, it's just like one of a kind. Um, it's something that makes so much sense when you when you see it in execution as far as like, I don't understand why no one has done this before. It makes a lot of sense. No one has really done. I was trying to think of this, and um, these are avenues of conversation ripe for further exploration, I guess. But no one has done. Who who does modern magic these days? I just think. I mean, I get that it's hard to do modern magic, but no one has really made a movie about it. And I I think it's strange that no one has. And I think like combining that with a heist movie, I, I this, this hits a couple of sweet spots. And I understand what you're trying to say. Or what you're trying to get at, which is, am I blinded by my love of both heist movies and, I guess, potentially my love of just magic movies in general? Amanda, Jen, jump in here. Am I supposed to? Am I supposed to watch this movie for the magicians, or am I supposed to watch this movie for the weird, no chemistry FBI slash Interpol agents? I think it's for the magic. <laughs> <laughs> Did not include the men. Um, I did. I just, I'm curious if like, were you and Antonio just like completely distracted during it? And like, you would just look up and like something else was happening. And you were like, how did we even get here? No. No. Because nope. like, no, if you watch I... the movie, there's a smooth transition from scene to scene. We are introduced to the four magicians, like in how they do their magic. They all come together. Yes. You say there's no plot. They don't have like a thing going on because like they're just following a script that they're given to like enter the eye. 
that's the whole concept for them. Okay, listen They're to They're following these rules. <laughs> oh, because it's going to be kidding. so believable. I do, I do think that the, the supernatural sort of, or the mysticism aspect of the eye is a little weird. Yes, that, I think that's what threw me. Secret society, I get it. I'm going to get the four probably most top of their game magicians and magicians are smart people. They know people, they can read people. I'm going to get four of those smartest people and I'm going to tell them, Hey, if you blindly do X, Y, and Z, you're going to get to join the secret society. Well, in fairness, they seem to have a very strong appreciation of the quality of the plan that was laid out before them. They were like, Oh shit. Like I want to meet the person who designed these plans because this is dope. That was the whole thing is that they were like, I don't think that we could have done this by ourselves. And, you know, again, it, Mark Ruffalo gets to this at the end, but he says essentially like, uh, you know, the the magic wasn't what you did. The magic was coming together as individual acts into one, you know, like team, which <laughs> is rough as a message. I get it. But it's also like the reason that they came together or one of the reasons they came together. Amanda, what were your initial thoughts of this? Amanda, what the fuck? (laughs) You were supposed to be my backup. I am your backup, but you seem to have it. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me me where I'm wrong. On which part, Ryan? Because you had a lot of complaints. Okay, so first of all, that's, I mean, listen, I understand the rough thing is that this is not a, this is a magic movie. This is a heist movie. This is ultimately like predominantly somehow about Mark Ruffalo as an FBI agent and Melanie Laurent as an Interpol agent, which is weird to some people. And I understand uh, the romance aspect of it is uh, perhaps a little played up. I think the fact that she showed up with her God sweater or like whatever jacket it was with her shoulder exposed, unnecessary, oh very flirtatious. She wanted to fuck. She didn't need to do that. We didn't need that element of romance in the whole thing. However, I feel like you guys are coming at this from the thread of like a typical heist movie. Is that is that fair? Like Antonio, you mentioned that you were waiting for a scene in there where it provides their like full backstories like you would get from a heist movie. Right. Is that what you want? I I would like a little bit of character development. I don't think it's too much to ask for. (laughs) (laughs) Do you feel like do you feel like character development needs like backstory scenes do you or or what do you think heists need character background you're not there for just the heist why are they committing the heist okay so you did you just weren't paying attention then <laughs> right that's what i'm like <laughs> there's a very good explanation as to why they're doing everything this is this is a movie where you looked away for a second just like in magic and you got lost <laughs> well, i'm sorry i'm not a five-year-old child so magic isn't like my thing well, Oh, yes. okay. like I told Nick, this whole movie basically is a magic trick. It is. The Four Horsemen, you're over here. Nicholas, don't make that face at me because no, I tried I'm, to explain I'm, this earlier. Also, that's sexist because there's a woman in there. It's a, I don't know why they're called the Four Horsemen. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge that. <laughs> <laughs> Like you have this like magic trick, basically, like the grand thing that's going on. You're tricked the entire time. Like you don't know, like they don't even know Mark Ruffalo is like basically pulling all the strings. And like, there's this kind of grand finale and reveal. Spoiler alert. Sorry. But I just feel like the whole movie is kind of laid out as a magic trick itself. Like you don't really need a character development for these magicians. Like in the heist, it's kind of secondary to the magic. They're not keeping any of that money. It's basically, spoiler alert, all to frame Morgan Freeman. 
Well, yeah. Like, yeah, at the very end. It's never about the money or, like, the actual heist. It's just about getting revenge, basically, on all those people. Yes. So you don't really need character... Like, and you get their, like, magic background semi, kind of. I mean, the movie's not about the horsemen, right? So why do we need the character development? They're, they're accessory characters to... Mark so if it's Ruffalo. not about the horseman, it's about Mark Ruffalo and Melanie Laurent, basically, is what you're saying. No, just Mark Ruffalo. I think it's about Mark Ruffalo for sure. And I think that that's important. And and obviously, you know, we talked about this, his twist at the end. That's this is his story. Ultimately, in focusing on them, those two, and then the way the things that they say when they interact with each other and then also having this sort of ancillary thing about these magicians. I think this movie is like Jen is saying about magic. Like it's about, I don't want to be too real or not real, but I don't want to be too five-year-old here, but it's about like the concept of magic, you know, like the belief in magic. Morgan Freeman has a, has a great line where he says the need to know is greater than the desire to be fooled. Which, Ryan, we talked about this earlier where you were like, of course, like as an analytical person, why wouldn't you just want to know how things work? That's the appeal right. of the magic show you go to watch to think that you're like, like you can figure it out. I loved the magic in the movie. We're doing this to be in a secret society. Okay. That, that part lost me. The whole eye, the eye part lost me. The cop part of it lost me. I really wanted this movie to be a true heist movie that included magic. I wanted four horsemen i wanted those four characters i wanted to know about them i wanted them to do magic and steal shit that's all i wanted so what you're saying is you wanted a magic oceans 11 yes and you did absolutely because that is a magic heist movie by definition antonio did you want a magic oceans 11 oh wait Uh, oh i wanted a magic oceans 13 have you seen? Oh, don't don't get my hopes up. Don't do that. Don't be mean. Don't be I, mean. You haven't Antonio, no. So I I, I, I need thought, to I need to circle back real quick. No, uh, I need to circle back, Antonio. Okay. I thought <laughs> I thought you held Nick in high regard. So why have you not seen Ocean's Eleven yet? He doesn't. He doesn't. You watch this movie, but you won't watch Ocean's Eleven. Let me well, tell you, Ocean's Eleven is a much better watch. You watch wrestling, but you won't watch Ocean's Eleven. Okay, don't be mean. Oh. He doesn't watch wrestling right now. Or whatever. I watch Japanese wrestling right now. Oh, are you watching? That's still worth my time. Yeah, they're back. I have a problem with the character development in that. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, no. So, no. Since you're talking about character development. And so maybe this is why I'm having some trouble with this movie. Is that maybe I am looking at it from just like a heist perspective. In In your normal movie, you have your protagonist and your antagonist, right? In a heist movie, you don't really have, you have more of an anti-hero thing. Right. But with an anti-hero, you still have character development. So if you guys are telling me that character development, you don't really need it in this movie. So is the anti-hero here, is it not the Four Horsemen? Is it, are you guys telling me that the concept of magic is the anti-hero in this movie? Well, so Brian, do you get what I'm trying to say? I do get what you're trying to say. I, I hadn't thought about it like that. Yeah. Sorry, I'm letting it. I'm letting it. You're mar- letting it marinate. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Let it breathe. Let it breathe. That was like opening up a fine bottle of wine right there. Yes. Yeah. 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 Let it breathe. Um. No. So the anti <laughs> <laughs> the anti hero is. Um. I, I think. I think that it's interesting. I, and I. And I'm not just saying that because that's the word that I use to describe things that I don't actually agree with. Um, 
the anti-hero, I guess, is Mark Ruffalo, right? Is the in the sense that he is purposely being bad at his job as an FBI agent, and then also, you know, the one who has masterminded this entire thing. Spoiler alert! But, but um, you don't know that until you the very don't end. know that. So up until the last ten to fifteen minutes, well, I mean, I knew it was going to be him because I accidentally read a spoiler <sighs> while I was, you know, before I watched the movie. But I feel like you would have liked this movie more. No. <laughs> I don't think that made it that big of a difference. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. Okay. So you don't know that. You're right. You're 100% right. Keep going. I'll say this. Mark Ruffalo, for, before I knew that he was going to, he he was the plot, the main plot twist. He was my favorite character, probably within that first 30 to 35 minutes. Interesting. From his introduction. He was just angry. I, you asked in the in the outline, which four horsemen do you see yourself as? And yes. I said none of them because there was no character development. I I could see myself in Mark Ruffalo in the first hour or so. I was I was literally going to say because he's just sick of fucking being there. <laughs> he's tired of this shit. He's too old. For he's this. always angry. Right, right. That's a secret. Um, I will make a concession here in the sense that I understand what you're saying and that there's no like who are you supposed to root for? I think you're supposed to root for these people. And I get why. I mean, obviously, they're made to be like the like magic Robin Hoods, essentially. They're doing this for a reason. And, and the reason is to get into the eye. But they're also doing this to, you know, take down take down bad guys. Michael Caine is a bad guy. Uh, Morgan Freeman is a is a bad guy. He's against magic. You know, the idea is that magic is the thing that's that's good or a sense of wonder, which is sort of parallel to magic is a good thing and should be rewarded. And then is also rewarding these people who have who have had some sort of hardships. Um, but I get that it's strange to have to root for them and not have any character or not have the character development that you're wanting. Like if you just have Jesse Eisenberg being a dick for the first 15 minutes of this movie and then you're like, oh, OK, so he's so he's Robin Hood and I'm just supposed to be on board with this because he got he got the call from like this mystic organization. I get that. It still fucking works. Like, I don't know what to tell you. (laughs) I mean, mean, all the arguments against this movie make absolute sense, but that doesn't change my mind about the movie. (laughs) I'm not saying you're wrong, but also you're wrong. You're wrong. It's, it's, I'm going to die on the magic hill. I think I hate to be, you know, I thought about, you know what I thought about when I watched this movie? is I thought about Wild Wild West. (laughs) And I thought about poor Brandon. (laughs) And I thought to myself, you know, if y'all would just like chill out on that analysis and just try to watch this movie and be entertained, you'd actually have a good time. Oh, how the turntables. (laughs) How the turntables. I am. But you have people that that are willing to die on this hill with you. unlike Brandon. That's true. That is true. Brandon would have died on this hill, too. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. I miss you, Brandon. I just, as the structure of the movie, I just didn't understand. Like, what, like, I wanted, I wanted the movie to be about the four horsemen, and it wasn't. It was ultimately a fucking love story. Hardly, though. It's not really a love story. It's literally just the closing scene. That, no, no, that third, that third act, that took a turn. When he goes on his little drunken stupor and then shows up at the, yeah, in New Orleans and shows up at the apartment, all of a sudden she's like, she comes out and she's like, she's got her, 
She's got a bare shoulder. Get right. over the shoulder, Nicholas. That means that she's she was showing some. She's DTF ready. <laughs> she's French. I think it just shows that it turns that he's like starting to be like on her, like he's lightening up. Like it doesn't mean he's like, oh shit, I realize I'm in love with you. Like it's not that kind of romance. It's literally not until the very end. Like there's nothing romantic really about this movie at all. Until yeah. I think it's interesting. Well, never mind. Okay. What, Nicholas? No, because as soon as you saw that I, I scene, I agree that there's nothing romantic in this movie because the chemistry wasn't there. But as soon as you saw that scene, you were like, "Oh, they're gonna fuck." But they didn't. As soon as she mm. came out with that shoulder exposed, mm. <laughs> when he puts the blanket on her feet, I was like, "Oh, here we go." And her character was really only there to like reinforce like the kind of wonder of magic. Like she's researching. Like she's like, I mean, obviously you realize Mark Ruffalo is bad at his job for a reason. He's just not that shitty of an FBI agent, but she's kind of like. Was he a bad FBI yeah. agent? I, I don't like. I I don't get that. I, no, I know like, purpose. Like he was because he planned it all, so he was making sure it wasn't going to get caught. Yep. Yeah, but before you know that, it it was shitty police work. Right. Yeah, what, but was on it? purpose. Yeah. Was I didn't think not? it was like. So then it was no, really like. Good. So why would he try to catch them? So you feel like it was Ryan? Do you feel like it was like wrongful? It was like one of those things when they were like, you're off the case. You were like, yo, what the fuck? Like, he's trying his hardest. Yeah, I was. I didn't under. Okay, so maybe, I I don't know, all three times I watched this, I might have zoned out. Like, what did he do that was wrong or bad? Like, what what did he do that was shitty police work? Correct me. He should have learned his lesson after in the interrogation room. Which yeah, I mean, bad. so listen, that's bad, Pat, police work. No. I mean, How, wait, 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 what was bad? When he got the fucking handcuffs thrown on him? Yes. Yeah. And then got his phone stolen from him? He yeah. didn't notice that? And they put a bug in it? Not just him. Nobody else noticed that. I, listen. Right. I, so, 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 it, so it's all bad police work. It's not just him. They all sucked at their job. Oh, so your assertion is not that it's just Mark Ruffalo who sucks. It's Yeah. Like, I, I, like, everyone was on the same page. Like, everyone was in the room. Everyone could have seen him throw and look back and wink, and then they didn't go back and rewatch the shit? Like, really? That's Mark. Oh, that's on Mark Ruffalo? Yeah, people in another room watching the fucking camera work and no one thought to go back and rewatch and see what happened. They all sucked. Because Mark Ruffalo took care of it on purpose so they wouldn't get caught. He planned everything step by step. The other police officers, yeah, they're shitty on their own. But he knew everything that was going on at all times. Yeah, no, but before you know that Ruffalo's in on it, like, okay, you you can cut him some slack for, you know, the handcuff scene in, in the interrogation room. But like when he in that chase scene with Dave Franco, you know, he's still like he goes down the fucking shoot. He's still condescending like towards the I hate to give magic like, you know, a, a victory here. But but he still has a very condescending attitude towards the magic aspect. And that's I mean, Dave Franco is just like having a field day with him. Dave Franco beats his ass. <laughs> yeah, I love that. scene. And it's like, OK, you just. You know, presumably a day or two earlier, you just went through this shit. Like, maybe don't rush in without a plan. He's literally, he's in the car and he's like, they're going north. And she's like, this is not north. You know that this isn't north. Come on. What are you doing? It's oh, I didn't catch that part. I never paid much attention to that. On purpose. Like he was, you know, shitty. But you can't tell me that what makes, okay, what, what also what drives me crazy about this movie, you can't tell me that Everything literally had to go perfect in that scene, in that chase scene, in that car scene. 
everything had to go just right in order for that to work. The car had to topple over so many fucking times. It had to catch on fire. It had to just almost not burn those papers. Like everything had like that's what bothers me about this movie. So you're is saying it, you don't like it because it's unrealistic? Yes. Oh it's super God. unrealistic. You know what else uh, is unrealistic? Not my problem with it. What? Okay, I was gonna I was gonna go on a fast and furious rant here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know what you're getting with Fast and Furious. I mean, come on. Those are documentaries, by the way. Wait, and you don't and you don't know what you're getting with a magic heist movie? Yeah, what of were you? What were you expecting? I think what also bothers me about it is like, okay, so magic isn't real. Let's it magic is sleight of hand, it's misdirection. There is no such thing as watch this vanish and it literally vanishes into like in this movie, it takes the two and it combines them going in and out. Like th- that I didn't I didn't understand. Like at the very end, like you just walk into a magical carousel. Like what? So is it real? Is it not real? Let's just let's just not talk about the eye anymore because that's one of the central storylines of this movie. Is it not? Because the whole point is to join the eye. Yeah, but I mean that's just that's just a motive. That's just like a that's just a starting point. That's just a jump off. Yeah, and mentioned in the end and nowhere else. And in the middle, when Morgan Freeman does his, they barely acknowledge it. Yeah. But that's the whole central premise is to join this. No, so that's why that's why they make them like Robin Hoods, right? That's why they make this sort of like uh, an altruistic narrative here, right? In the sense that they're they're helping people while they do this. It's not just to gain access to the eye. It doesn't have to be just that. You can remove. Would that. they have been doing that if they weren't trying to get into the eye? That's why I'm saying it's just a kickoff point. But they need another thing to propel them to make you like, oh, to be on their side in the sense that like you want them to succeed. Because if the whole thing, if the only reason that they were doing it, literally like, you know, the thing that the audience should root for is for them to make it into the eye. That would have been a shitty movie. And you wouldn't have rooted for them. But the fact that they're like, oh, you know, we're helping New Orleans Katrina victims. We're helping, you know, dismantle the empire of this jackass, Michael Caine, which... Tressler. We'll get to that. Arthur Tressler, yes. Um, You know, we're making fun of this Morgan Freeman guy who is disrespecting magic, which, I mean, and, and is disrespecting a sense of wonder in the world, Ryan. What happened to our sense of wonder? What happened to your sense of wonder? I'm going to take it as a rhetorical question. (laughs) It's gone. I was waiting for Antonio to say he's not five anymore, but thank you. Antonio. I'm not five anymore. Oh my God. Um, The, the fact that you got, okay. So the fact that you guys think that there's not a cohesive narrative here, do you think that this movie deserved a sequel? If only to right the wrongs of presumably this movie? Yes. No. Have you seen the sequel? I haven't seen the sequel. I, I, I haven't seen the sequel. Okay. Does that mean I don't want to watch it? I do want to watch it because I want to understand because I still want, I want more heist. I want more magic. But now get rid of the romantic plot line or, or, or go with it. That's fine. But tell me, are we in the eye and what does the eye do? I haven't seen the second one. So I, I know nothing about it. So I, I didn't even know Harry Potter was in it, but it all makes sense that it's magic. I actually think this movie would have worked as a sequel where maybe this is the one that you, this should be now you see me too. And now you see me one, you give me that, you know, character development that I want uh, that would 
entice me to want to watch this and see this, you know, heist happen. Okay, so in the in the first movie, how do the four horsemen come together? How do like what's their backstory? And then they do a heist or they do a show. And then in the second one, it's elevated, kind of like in yeah. Ocean's Eleven. There's not that much of an intro scene in Ocean's Eleven, though. You know that, right? It feels like it, but there's not that much of an. I know that they have to get through a lot of people, but they have like three minutes of backstory each, and then they just they're just there. They're just doing the heist. I'm not saying it's not a great mm. movie. So and why I'm did not, that? So mm, all that character development. No, but then okay, but see now I'm think now I'm thinking to myself and I'm gonna think out loud. Okay, so why did that work for Ocean's Eleven and it didn't work for? It, why did it work for me for Ocean's Eleven, but it didn't work for me for Now You See Me? Because Steven Soderbergh knows how or is better yes. at establishing character in three minutes than Louis Leterrier. Also. The characters in Now You See Me are not part of the same plot. They're all in different subplots. So that that would make the movie more disjointed than what you already feel it is. Okay. I'll buy all that. Where, I whereas agree like with all Ocean's that. whereas like o- in Ocean's Eleven, you're gathering the people together. So you get your backstory You've already all alluded to a relationship between uh Eisenberg and uh Fisher. Fisher, yeah. Isla Fisher. So it's not that far of a stretch. I, I do think, I think it's, um, that is, you know, we talked about this, the fact that the, the magic is sort of secondary plot wise. This is, this is the B plot. Yes. And so oceans works because the yeah, heist crew is the A plot, right? I mean, there is a, the B plot is the George Clooney, Juliet Roberts thing, right? The heist is the A plot here. The heist is not the A plot. The, the A plot is Mark Ruffalo and Melanie Laurent. Correct. And I want to use that as a shitty segue. I wait a minute. Oh, yeah, let's go. I just want to quote someone here, and that would be common in his reference to the Four Horsemen. They're just entertainers. They are there for the entertainment factor in this movie. Oh, okay. Okay. This is the this is the gen theory, right? This is the, the theory that the that the magicians are not there for plot. They are there to distract. As magicians do. Think about it. That's pretty good. I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> Perhaps you were the marks all along. Shit. Maybe you should rewatch it. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. You're okay. <laughs> Fuck you. It's more the thing like I just I still just don't understand the structure of this movie. And maybe it's because I want this movie to so badly be not about Mark Ruffalo. Listen, okay, if you have a problem with Mark Ruffalo and his storyline, what's the problem? Let's talk about mm. let's talk about Dylan Rhodes. Listen, I I I find it difficult to look at Mark Ruffalo because he talks out of the side of his mouth a lot. I know Brandon's not <laughs> on here, so talking about mouths is you know not going to get the same play, but he's weird to me. Weirder than Jesse Jesse Eisenberg? I don't know. Jesse don't know. Eisenberg is not weird. He's neurotic. It's different. He, oh God. Jesse Eisenberg is not neurotic here. He's just a straight up asshole. Listen, I have someone who immediately came to mind when I saw Jesse Eisenberg in this fucking movie. Who? I. It's not important. I don't want to. No, throw tell me. But I, I don't want to throw people under the bus. That's not important. Oh. However, are you talking about me? Yeah. <laughs> oh. I don't think of you as that. Um, 
Is it yourself? Obnoxiously confident. <laughs> no, it's certainly not me. Um, and he Derek? <laughs> Do you think Derek is like supremely? He is pretty confident in himself. Shouts to my guy. He's he's a he is a he has a quiet confidence though, except when he's loud about it. Um, <laughs> I don't know anyone. I don't want to know anyone who has a quiet confidence who posts like ten Instagram stories a day. Anyways, uh, Mark Ruffalo doesn't have any of that quiet confidence. He he just seems to be like like. Uh, actually, you know what? I take that back. He has a quiet confidence in the sense that he feels like he is a supreme professional, and he he plays that role. I feel like pretty well here. I know that I have said that he is a shitty FBI agent. I think he is. It's obvious that he does that on purpose but he establishes himself very well. I feel like I like Mark. Yeah. I'm just a, I'm a fan. He's not, he's not necessarily one of my guys, but I feel like he, I'm a fan. No, I'm a fan of his. I, 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 I like the last castle. <laughs> okay. I just mean, do you feel like his performance? Do you feel like Mark Ruffalo's performance is not good or it's just not been written? Well, I think he does the best with what's on the page. To me, it's just, it's shitty writing, I guess what it is, because all of a sudden there's a scene about, you know what Lionel Strike did? He had this guy sign a card, put it in the tree. That, I'm like, wait a minute, why do I need to know this? Just the way it was all written and put together. Because it's In order not- to pay off the very end, it's like, that just felt like it was, in t- it didn't come naturally. It was just all of a sudden there's this, I'm going to bring about this thing, and then 18 years later when that guy retires, oh my God, look, it's in the tree. Where did this come from? Why are we talking about this? I get where you're coming from and a lot of what you're saying. That particular part doesn't make any sense to me. Because I feel like that... that No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. That part of your criticism doesn't make any sense to me. Oh. Um, (laughs) No, it's just I feel like that that particular aspect of things reinforces... Listen, I understand if you have a problem with the writing. I think that that particular aspect of the writing reinforces a lot of the themes here. Which is the sense that she says that because she's like super into magic. And she's like, listen, it's not about the spectacle necessarily all the time. It's about, and you, you know, you mentioned this, it, there's a payoff at the end. It's about the um, work that's put forth on the front end. You know, there is, there is setup involved in some of these things and there's a, and then, then there's a payoff, you know, like not only did he didn't just like do something, he didn't drill into the tree. He, you know, had some foresight here in the same way that Mark Ruffalo had some foresight here and planned all of this. But also it's the sense that uh, you can't necessarily dismiss this stuff. You know, I, I just go back to Melanie Laurent talking about magic and a belief in magic. And I, I go back to this sort of this competing philosophies of, of her and Morgan Freeman, where Morgan Freeman is like, listen, the only reason that you, the only reason that people watch magic is because they want to know how people did it. They don't give a shit about being distracted. Ryan is in Thaddeus Bradley's camp. Right. <laughs> you know, we get we get Melanie Laurent's character who who I think was me in the sense that um she was just she was just excited to be there and in the presence of of magic. Like she, there's a sense of wonder there that I think gets gets lost. I can imagine you trying to do a magic trick for me and then when you succeed you being like, cool. <laughs> like, I imagine you having the same reaction she does. I think, listen, do we think that Mark Ruffalo lied? Was that his card? Oh, he totally lied. I don't he think definitely that was, lied. I don't think that was his card. But her face when she's like. She lit up. Yeah, I think you would have the same reaction. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I've never tried magic. Uh, you know, that's, again, one of those things that I like to see in the world, but I don't like to do. Um, you never had like a magic set as a kid growing up? No. Oh, fuck. Who would to get no. you for Christmas? Are you a failed magician? Is that oh, absolutely hate in your heart? It now. Just saying. <laughs> okay, so you're you're extremely pro magic, and that's one of the reasons why you don't like this movie is that there's not enough magic. Okay, can we just say for that third show, the which, magic was kind of shitty. Which the one? third show, the one in New York. Very disappointing. Very disappointing. I'm just gonna appear on one spot of the building, and I'm gonna appear on another spot, and then I'm just gonna jump off a building into money fake cash right everybody liked it when lady gaga did it at the super bowl good for her the second magic show is the best i was like oh my god they're making money appear in people's bank accounts it's fucking cool look that magic check it's just like erasing i was like that's awesome that was fun and they're stealing it heist it's great and now i got mark ruffalo being a drunk asshole Antonio, um, do you have a favorite magic moment in this movie? Uh, the quarterback uh, scene. Because that one I had, compl- like, I remember the hypnotizing happening, and then I completely forgot that there that he Harrelson told him, like, you'll know when when the quarterback comes, and you'll you'll do what you got to do. Yeah, I enjoyed that part. And everyone just got up. I was like, quarterback, and then they all just like dogpile him. That was that was pretty cool. What's everyone's thoughts on hypnotism? Is that real? Nope. Has anyone here been hypnotized? No. But Jen? Amanda? Hypnotherapy is a thing. Yes. I don't believe in hypnotism. <laughs> you don't believe? I don't either. I don't believe in that shit. <laughs> but y'all okay. believe in wonder and magic. Okay. I mean, nobody said we believed I'm, in magic. It's a joke. It's a joke. I believe in wonder. So I'm not allowed to fight back. I believe in wonder. Angry. Angry. I 100% believe in wonder. No, but the reason why I brought up the hypnotist is because I think out of all the four horsemen, Woody Harrelson's character, I thought like him being the mentalist and him like it really explaining what what being a mentalist is a part science. It's a part educated guessing. It's a part or targeted guessing. It's a part that I was like, that I was really into on this on this past rewatch. I, I didn't give it much thought when I first watched it a couple times. That's that's the realest part of the magic for me. So did anybody else feel like any of the four horsemen had something that was that brought you in aside from Zuckerberg being an asshole? I'm not Zuckerberg. God damn, I can't even say it without him without homeboy being an asshole. Like aside from that. I mean, Dave Franco could rob me without even trying to do magic. Dave Franco steal my fucking money. <laughs> I liked his character because his wasn't really like magic, magic. He just did a lot of card. I guess it's magic, but robbed people. Oh, yeah. But with magic tricks, sleight of hand. Yeah. You could change his with voice. His Most pickpockets. Yeah. Are, right. A great scene. That whole you're baiting me, right? <laughs> that whole thing, that whole thing where he what is he's, he just he perfectly mimics Mark Ruffalo somehow. Like, it's, like perfect. Yeah, like, it was magic. So he is magical. You don't patronize me, Ryan. <laughs> Just because I have a sense of wonder. Wait, I'm confused, Ryan. So you're you're accusing Nick of having a sense of wonder. It sounds very accusatorial. Yeah. Right? And there's like nothing how, bad with that. But like yes. the audacity Nick would have to be an analyst, but also have a sense of wonder. <laughs> the audacity of hope. But you wanted more magic in the movie. Yes. 
Yes. So, wouldn't you say you had a sense of wonder? Of course. I'm not saying it. It's it, okay, Ryan. Ryan, I want you to reconcile these two things for me. Yes, you are yeah. a fan of, and and presumably, actually, I perhaps I'm reconciling this as I'm asking you this question. You were a fan mostly of Woody Harrelson in this movie. Yes, uh, Merritt Merritt McKinney, um, and you are also someone who wants more magic in this movie. Do you feel like he just like it worked because he was he was doing the most? Do you know what I mean? Like, do you, did you like his character because he was he was out here being the most effective and Jesse Eisenberg and and presumably Isla Fisher? I'm sorry. Henley Reeves and Mark Zuckerberg were just uh, <laughs> were not contributing from a magic standpoint. I mean, they were contributing. Everyone was contributing for the most part. I would maybe not Henley. I don't know. I don't, what, what did she do? What did she do in this? Like, what was her special power? She disappeared out of a ugly CGI looking piranha tank. Come on. Those piranhas were real. God damn it. Listen, okay. she died. I don't know if you read that. I did read that in the uh, die. She almost drowned filming that scene. So that was pretty intense. Too real. So the water was real, but the, the piranhas were not. I don't know. I I I'm giving you guys shit about this. I anyone who's ever done like a magic trick or something like that knows that it's not the the sense of the unexplained part of magic isn't present. And in this movie, they kind of cross over into the unexplained in a way. Does that make sense? Like the magical carousel at the end. Okay. Like, you know what I mean? That threw me. Like, I I was like, okay, this is all, all of this can be done. Like if you can rob an armored truck, if you can get the French bank to put their money in the middle of the room underneath a vent in the perfect spot, if you can do all these unrealistic things, then a trick can happen. It wasn't though. It It wasn't. Necessarily under a vent because the vent existed only in their sort of manufactured thing. Presumably, but you get you get what I'm saying. Like all of these things had to happen, and that's where I don't buy it. Like, see, I, that's okay. And and oh gosh, go 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 you, for Ryan. it. No, no, no. Thank you, Ryan, because it's just this is where we get back to the why did we put the fucking Lionel Shrike story about him putting that glass card in the tree because it takes preparation. Because you're saying it doesn't make sense that all of this happened and that they could just do this. It takes. No, I agree. All magic tricks, even to make a even to make a ball disappear out of your hand, it takes preparation to do. I I understand that aspect. What I don't understand is at the very end, you're just going to go into this magical carousel. I don't get that. Like, why mix the two? Who movie be ruined by this magic carousel? Was it magical, though? Or was it just moving really fast? I think it was just all lit up and just moving really right. It was just I mean, like it's not like a portal to like the eyes headquarters. Like that's not. Did the cards not make like these magical looking? They're probably magnetic. That's how they all folded into each other. Magnets do that. All magic can be explained. I love the idea that um, at the end of it, right? They they see Mark Ruffalo and they he's like, oh yeah, get on this carousel. And they get on and they they like ride around for a minute. And then he just gets off and is like, all right, y'all, y'all want to go to the headquarters of the eye or or what? Was that was that fun for y'all? Did y'all enjoy the the carousel? I I, I get it. I understand, Ryan. There is a like I said, there's a mysticism involved with this eye 
this sort of like cult like fucking group. I don't think it's important. I think it clearly left a bad taste in your mouth because it's at the very end. Um, I would encourage you to uh, perhaps watch the first hour and 45 minutes and then maybe turn it off like old yeller, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I think it was obviously a setup for something future down the line. Ah, good to know. So the whole movie was preparation for the sequel. I don't know what the whole movie was. I did think it was a little weird how they immediately accepted Mark Ruffalo as like the guy. Yeah, like they just walked, like no one questioned it. No one. That was a little like they were just like, oh my god, you shit, are we under arrest? Like you caught us. Like they were just like, oh, you did this. Yes. Poorly edited. Am I right? Hmm. I mean, it was already. I well, how long was the movie? Uh, well, an hour and fifty-five. Okay, so it was already getting a little long. I'll say this, it flew by for me. Oh, yeah, for me too. I didn't think the movie felt an hour and 55. Y'all were just enjoying it so much. I was going to, yeah, that yeah. seems strange. I don't know that enjoyment would be the Y'all right had word, it. but, that was so but it, did, it didn't drag. Huh. As someone who watched Wild Wild West, that's not exactly an easy thing to do. If you're going to make a shitty movie, you should at least make it fly by, I guess. It's almost like the I time agree. just disappeared, right? Yeah. It's another magic trick. <laughs> that was nice. Thank you. Like that. Thank you. That was good. Let's just talk about people. Let's just talk about the people in this. Because I think... There's I mean, a lot of people in it. Good ones. <laughs> good ones. One of the reasons you proposed this movie was because of the cast. You know, you're obviously a fan of Woody Harrelson. You're obviously... I am. Jesse Eisenberg. I am. That's my guy. Uh, the rest of this cast is uh, people. People have a particular affinity for Mark Ruffalo. Yes. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, hashtag. Oh God, is, I guess just my Hulk, right? Because fuck Ed Norton. Don't look at me like that, Jennifer. Um, people. People have an affinity where we're getting back into Morgan Freeman and Michael Caine territory. Those are. Yep. Those are stalwart characters. The cast. I feel like at least for people who don't like this movie from a script standpoint, the people in it surely would bring you in, right? Perhaps not. Oh yeah. Who, uh, who works for you though? Like, I mean, you know, uh, I understand that there are, there are limitations script wise and from like a character standpoint, you, every single character, every single actor in this movie, I'm a fan of. And that's why, that is why I wanted to watch this movie in the first place. Okay, that's why you went to the theater. That's why I went to the theater and saw this movie. You saw the trailer, and you were like, yo. Magic. Stealing shit. My boy Zuckerberg. My boy Zuckerberg. My boom. <laughs> this is going to be like Zombieland, but they're going to steal shit with magic. And then the Hulk comes out. Very short amount of time. Okay. All right. <laughs> You're lying now. <laughs> okay. Zombieland, but they're stealing shit and doing magic. Did anyone else catch the fact that Henley and Jay Thomas, where the fuck his name was? Thomas J, what was his name? Atlas. Yeah. They fucked. Daniel. Did y'all know that? Three minutes. Three minutes. I didn't catch that till this time around. Wow. That's well, that's the backstory, the character development you were looking for right there. That he was Atlas, and then he he omits the J for some reason. Why? I don't know. Maybe it's just writing. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was a troll move. So Jesse Eisenberg, 
I know you guys keep calling him a, a douchebag and an asshole in this movie, but I, I mean, that's the character he plays and I love it every time he plays it. So, which is I'm gonna say which, that again. Which is, no, I'm stealing Ryan's line here, which is, oh, oh I was like, Nick agrees. That's every time. No, I don't. I don't necessarily agree. I mean, I I feel like I've seen him. Surely, I have seen him be what is thirty minutes or less, right? Is that the one where he's the pizza delivery guy? Who? Mm-hmm. Yes. Not so, an ass. Not an asshole. Um. Um. In gosh. Rio. Dig he's not deep. an asshole. <laughs> Listen, Rio's not Rango's, but I don't watch that. Um, I'm just kidding. That's a terrible movie. Don't watch it. I was like, well, who was he in Rango? But you said Rio. I said Rio. He's the. I know. I, I was like, he's what you are at 1.5. Oh wow! Get his ass. Um, <laughs> I don't even want to know what I'm at at 1.5. I've listened to myself. It's real bad. Was he an asshole in Adventureland? I don't think he was. I did not watch that. You should. I think he thought that he was better than his circumstances, which I hope doesn't make you an asshole. I mean, he just didn't need to be an asshole. You can think you're better. That's fine. Oh, oh, you're like talking when about- he tells her like that she couldn't fit through that trap door, and she's like, "You call me fat," and he was like, "Just once," yeah. and he's like, "Oh, Rebecca could fit through it, or whatever her name was." She did every time. Apparently, bitches love magic because Jesse Eisenberg was like this close to like getting laid to like a fairly hot girl. That girl looked like Charisma Carpenter. Like just saw a card sticking out of his shoe across the room and was like, this is important. (laughs) This can't wait until three minutes. I I did find the could you do 52 tricks on me line. That was pretty funny. Which we all know Jesse Eisenberg probably couldn't. Yeah. Hashtag three three minutes. Without (laughs) Hey, he's got the speed. He's got the the dexterity. I made you think it was longer than three minutes. That's right. That's, trick. <laughs> that's right. I think that's Merritt McKinney's specialty. He can also do whatever. Yeah. Hypnotize me. Listen, am I am I the only one who is on this side and also didn't or don't want to fuck Woody Harrelson? Is that I mean, I feel like I've been tricked to being on this side. <laughs> <laughs> this is the, like I want to fuck Woody Harrelson side of things. Get on board, Nick. <laughs> because I don't want to, but I guess I, I guess I have. <laughs> he just he constantly he knows what he brings to the table, and he's okay with it, and he's still gonna shoot his shot, but like not in like an annoyingly creepy asshole way. I know for a fact you're not okay with that. <laughs> he's very realistic about the way he looks, but he's still confident in himself. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. Never mind. <laughs> I love the fact that in his in his introduction, he has a a like a headshot from like the eighties. Clearly, long hair, like that long feathered hair. Yes, it's Woody Harrelson from Cheers. <laughs> Except he didn't have that hair, right? There's no way. I I feel very confident that Woody Harrelson did not have that hair on Cheers. Oh, look at early Cheers episodes. He has that hair. Does he really? Oh yeah. Woody didn't go bald until like the nineties. No, I just thought he had a short haircut. Uh, he did, but I think like super early on, super oh, early. Okay. okay, okay, you're probably right. I'm sorry. I'm not. I, I'm not deep into the fucking. I prefer him bald. Yeah. Prefer him bald. Yeah. You prefer them old, Jennifer. So that makes sense to me. We can be young and bald, Nicholas. Uh huh. But that's not what you like. 
<laughs> that's not what you're here for. I'm not riding the Michael Caine train or Morgan. Well, I like Morgan Freeman, but not like that. <laughs> not like that. It's because he's not bald. Right, right. He's not like like uh, like buzz cut Michael Keaton, right? <laughs> I like uh, that, yeah. Oh, yeah, I got that. Yeah. 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 Let's cut your hair. I can't be old, though. You, you, We've already established you like old and bald and young and with hair. Nick, you're only I, a month away I from 30. I just want to say that I have no preference. What the fuck did you just say to me, Antonio? <laughs> you think I didn't hear that? You thought just because Jen was talking over you that I wouldn't hear that? Say that shit again. Something about him about to be 30? Say that shit yeah. to me again, Antonio. You're only a month away from being 30. I'm going to fucking fight you, Antonio. You're a month away from being dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get to see you in a month. I'm excited. I'm excited, too. <laughs> I miss my friends. I miss my friends so much. Um. Okay. Woody Harrelson. Yes, we all want to fuck him. Dave Franco? Do we all want to fuck Dave Franco? He's fine. Yeah. He's fine? I, I'm still picking Woody Harrelson. I know that Dave Franco is pretty. Okay, we'll get to I that. Get it. I just came up with one, but I can imagine what everyone is going to answer here. Can I make a quick comment about Dave Franco's like character and how I saw a little bit of similarities in his character in 21 Jump Street? Oh, I don't remember his character in 20... He, he's he's a high school student in 21 Jump Street, right? Yes. He's the drug-dealing high school student. Yeah, but... He's not the bad guy. He's not like a bad guy. No. no, he wants to save the environment and is yeah. smart and takes all AP classes. But he's a drug dealer still, so he's a bad person. But um, That's how kids the scene, these days operate. Yeah. Well, the scene in this movie where he's where he's tasked with burning all the blueprints and everything and he's having second thoughts he's like i don't know if i'm ready i, I don't know if i'm ready for all this I'm, i don't want to go to jail and he's kind of being a little bitch about it uh kind of reminded me of his character in 21 jump street when he's when they're in the hotel room scene he's like oh hey chill guys we're all on the same team you know like not really ready to fight or you know okay. be in a shootout scene you know right it's, it's consistently just kind of like a little bitch a little bitch. That's interesting. I mean, I get that. I get the, I put, um, I have perhaps mentioned this. He gives me the vibe of Matt Damon in Ocean's Eleven. Antonio, I know that you haven't seen that. Um, no, I've seen Ocean's Eight, though. You've seen, o- are you, Antonio? <laughs> Antonio, I need you to answer this question honestly. Antonio, look at me. Look at me. Look at me. <laughs> let, me let me swipe up. I could see you. Look at me. Okay, I'll, I'll you. It. Let me. Okay, hold on a second. Antonio, did you watch Oceans Eight without watching any Oceans movie before that? No comment. Antonio, <laughs> <laughs> I'm so upset with you. Is there a good reason that you haven't seen Oceans Eleven? Despite, despite a good reason. I feel like that's a. It's a bad reason to miss out on a good movie. Is that a rhetorical question or? Such a good movie. Because there's a lot of movies I haven't seen, if you didn't know, Jen. No, I know. We've all taken notice. Ocean's Eleven should not be one of them. I'm surprised you haven't seen it. Uh, Well, you know. Dave Franco, I feel like, puts forth the same energy that Matt Damon puts in in that movie, which is that he's like this young kid and he's like, oh, like, I'm just excited to be here. Right? That's exactly what I said about him. 
Did, is that where I got that from? Fuck, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's cool. Shit. <laughs> okay. But he did play it well. And I, wait, Nick, are you the only other one who's seen the second one? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. Oh, which one? I'm sorry. Now you see me too. Unofficially, just call it now you don't. Exactly. Let's just dub it now you don't know. Right? They should have. They could have at least gotten a little bit more clever with the name. But then what would you call the third one, which is coming out next year? Is it really? From the writer of... Uh, now, is the writer different in the second one? Is is that... Do we think the second one's better than the first? For, every, for everyone who has who has said that Now You See Me sucked, um, I want you to know that Now You See Me 2 is great. But what day did we watch Now You See Me, Jennifer? Monday. Monday. Yeah. I watched Now You See Me 2 Wednesday night, I think. What? <laughs> and when you had to go to sleep early remember that's right i know you'd forgotten about that you're gonna have to do that shit sunday so you better get ready um uh, i have done some things for the purpose of this podcast i will say that the first like hour and a half if you don't like from everything that both of y'all have said about you don't like especially ryan i guess antonio you're just like i don't fucking like this movie because i don't like movies because i'm antonio <laughs> and I can't let my good friend Nick that, have that's anything. disrespectful. I've I've felt like I've had some very valid points. You have listen both both you and more, Ryan more than I more than Wild Wild West. Well, yeah, because Wild Wild West is unsalvageable. I think that the things that you're talking about are addressed in that movie. My original intention was to provide this as a recommendation in the sense that I knew I sort of anticipated what you guys thought about how this movie sucks. And I was going to provide as a recommendation to watch Now You See Me Too, because I know that it's got shitty reviews, even worse reviews than this movie. Like really bad, like 35 percent on Rotten Tomatoes or some shit. This movie had bad reviews. This movie this had movie was fifty percent on Rotten Tomatoes. This movie had middling reviews in the sense, okay. and you know, which is understandable, right? Like from everything that you guys have said, it's just like sort of a mediocre movie that doesn't have a lot to. Anyways, people really shit on Now You See Me Too, and I think that in watching it, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like definitely the first like hour and a half, I was like, "This is what you really wanted," because there's like a more there's more of a. Fuck, I don't want to spoil too much. I'm just gonna... it, yeah, don't don't spoil it because now I'm like super hyped. I like ooh, I don't want to hype you up too much. Fuck, I shut up. Nicholas, stop talking. It's I Nick, I want you to know up. going in. It could I want be good, know... Nicholas. Why are you still talking? No, I was gonna say I want you to know going in that it was rated worse than this movie, and then I want you to watch this movie because I asked you to watch this movie because I think you'll like it. Lizzie Kaplan's great in it. Lizzie Kaplan's fucking great in this. Lebanese. I don't I don't know what she is, but I want it. <laughs> Amanda got the that. line from that's the line from Mean Girls. Uh, I think she is better than Isla Fisher. She is. Because she has more to work with. I don't with. love Isla Fisher though, in general. I don't either. I think she's a little much. And I've She's good in Hot Rod. I've been a fan <laughs> been a fan of Lizzie Kaplan for a long time. Shouts to uh shouts to Masters of Sex. Am I right? Anybody? Man, yeah. you used to watch Masters of Sex, didn't you? No, I've had it on my I, I've had it on my list for years and just never watched it. I watched like half a season of Masters of Sex. It was fun. Ryan, what's the um, it's Haywire? Jennifer, haywire. Let's, do, let's do Haywire. You hated that movie. 
Did you I told, see me, it? told me to turn it off halfway through. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Wait, was uh, that girl? Who was it? Yeah, Gina Carano. Um, I don't know. It was. I don't know. That was bad. Sorry. No, it's okay. Um, she's not an actress. She's like a wrestler or something, right? She's an MMA fighter. UFC Whatever. Fighter. It's MMA all fighter. the same thing. No, it's not. It literally is. Antonio, get her ass. One is scripted. One is real. Which one is real? I'm sorry. I'm anticipating Jennifer's question. <laughs> I know. I know the answer. <laughs> is MMA the real one? Obviously, MMA is a scripted one. Right. <laughs> Honestly. You- Who just jumps out in the crowd and starts fights? I'm going to throw boxing in there as well. I'm just kidding. The boxing is definitely scripted. You can't, you, can't throw, you can't throw the most corrupt sport out there and tell me it's not scripted. Can we it watch is super corrupt. Where the boxer, she falls on the stool. Million Dog Baby. Yeah, I've never seen that. Makushla. I know it happens, but I feel about Hillary Swank the way you feel about Jodie Foster. Um... Wait, do you think everyone here is Hillary Swank hot? No. no. Damn it! What kind of question is that? Have we all seen The Office? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Antonio, is it weird that I think she's hotter in Boys Don't Cry than she is in anything else I've ever seen her in? Because yes. she looks androgynous. Yes. She's a good-looking dude. How do you feel about David Bowie and the Lab One? Oh, it's gorgeous. Or Ruby Rose in anything. In Batwoman. Jen, really? What? You think you think this is attractive? Wait, Wait Jennifer, Swank? did you say Hillary Swank is attractive? I think she's attractive. Fucking wow. I wouldn't do her. Or what? Or wait, what is it? What is the line Kevin says? He's uh, he's like, you asked if she was attractive, not if I would do her. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I don't. That's what I can't. I can't. I haven't seen the Office. The Office as ever. much as. Sorry. So what do you guys want to do? Watch Now You See Me Two. I'm gonna watch Now You See Me Two, no matter what. After this. Yeah, me too. We're gonna we're gonna leave right now, and we're gonna go watch it. We're gonna get our cold pizza. And we're gonna I'm watch, watch Now You See Me Two. I, I like that is what we are doing in this house as soon as we get off this. I want you to text me immediately afterwards. I'm gonna. T- I'm. Do you want me to pull a Derek and just live, 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 live chat tweet? it, live chat it? What is he live? Any movie he's watched that he's gonna be on a pod, he's like, "Have you guys seen this? Did you notice this?" <laughs> I really like that. I don't. It doesn't bother me. But no, Amanda's like, "Stop fucking live chatting them." <sighs> Good lord. Um, I, I'm gonna say this movie's a two. By the way, I love it. I love it. Yeah, go ahead. Why not? Just because I, I need to get the rating out there. No, that's not uh, what I mean. Because if you if you come across if you come in at a certain point, it uh-huh. it is an enjoyable, somewhat enjoyable movie. So from the beginning. Yeah. No. Well, no. There's a part there. I, I know Ryan didn't like the New York scene. I I thought the New York scene was fine. I found it entertaining. And like like we mentioned earlier, it's a quick watch, so it's not, you know, dreadful. So if you've seen it and you know, like the full context, you feel like it's a movie that if it came on on cable, you would watch like a chunk of it 
Like it's one of those things where if you're alternating in between this and like a basketball game. Yeah. Like halftime, I'll tune over, see where it's at. That That's fine. Um, I wouldn't tell anyone to go out of their way to watch it though. If they asked about it or obviously it's not an unsolicited recommendation. Okay. If you watch it, you watch it. Okay. But again, I don't like magic and apparently I don't like heist movies if they're not fast and furious. And if they're not fucking ridiculous. Well, it gets you to watch oceans 11 one of these days, Antonio. Ryan, if you had to, if you had to rate this based on our rating system, I couldn't agree more with Antonio. It's a solid two for me. If it was on TNT or TBS or FX or one of them, I would watch certain scenes of it, but I wouldn't just go out and be like, oh, got to watch Now You See Me. What about you, Nick? What would be your take or rating? Excuse me. Antonio, I think you alluded to this in, in some conversation that we had prior to this. This movie's hard to rate. Yeah. When I, when I watched this the first time, Ryan, I think you felt something similar. When I watched this the first time, I was very taken by this movie. When I watched this the second time, it was almost like watching a magic trick that had been revealed to you already. Mm-hmm. Like the secret of it had been revealed. And it wasn't as fun as I remember. And it became more of this sort of um, not necessarily emotional movie, but psychological movie. Not even psychological. It was just, you know, like, let me think about a theme as opposed to let me just like look at something. And maybe that's not as fun. And maybe that makes it harder to recommend. Um, I don't care. This is like this is like a three and a half. This is a magic fucking heist movie. Like, sound like you were gonna go like two. I know, I know. You know what we call that? We call that magic. Got it's him. Misdirection. <laughs> it's misdirection. Listen, this is a magic heist movie. They don't make magic. They don't make modern magic movies now. And you know why? I don't fucking know why. They should. They should make a million of these. And you know what they should make? They should make more magic heist movies. This is the first one. It's dope. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Magicians <laughs> rob a bank in France from Las Vegas. And we're going to sit here and say this movie isn't at least a three. Are you fucking kidding? How could I, as a man who loves heist movies, as a man who loves magic movies how could i do anything how could anyone who watched this movie not have fun watching this it's a it's a three and a half it's not a four because you guys have revealed yourselves to be sticks in the mud charlie browns both of you the both of you and so clearly it doesn't work for everyone people with no sense of no sense of wonder (laughs) no imagination yes people that are smart People who are perhaps old as fuck and just aren't <laughs> just aren't perhaps as susceptible to, you know, the the wiles that are on display here. I don't I, know. I would not talk about Ryan's age right now because he's his birthday is on Monday and I'm sure he's having a meltdown over his age. Ryan, if you want to be friends with us, you got to get used to being made fun of for your age. Yeah, you guys are entering your 30s. I'm hitting what's called uh, the mid-30s. Oh, damn, that sucks. Uh, this is- <laughs> Jeffrey, what? You want to talk about? Oh, no, I was going to say he looks younger than all y'all. Oh, gentleman. Oh, thank you. Not a man. <laughs> you still look younger. But the gentleman here. 
uh, I said that on our very first recording that he didn't look a day over 25. So fuck you. That is true. Antonio did say that. I appreciate that. So it's just you, Nicholas, being rude as hell. <laughs> I was really just talking shit about Antonio. Like, I don't know. I appreciate, I'm sure Ryan appreciates everyone leaping to his defense, but I was really just talking shit about Antonio because that's the person that we always talk shit about being old. And you talk shit about my age earlier in this podcast. He did do that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, any Anybody else want to rate this? I'm going to give it a three. I'd probably do a three, three and a half. Yeah. Because I chose to rewatch it and I will probably rewatch it. I what Nick was saying, like he had seen it before. He'd probably he's seen it more than I have, I'm sure. Even though he claims to not rewatch movies, <laughs> but I was like still surprised because like I only saw it once, like four years ago. So like yeah. I had forgotten about the whole twist and like everything. So I was just like, I sat there and I was just, like, oh shit, like that's right, <laughs> it's you. <laughs> I thought it was good, and it does what it's supposed to. It's entertaining. It's not like an Oscar winning, you know, right. But yeah, I would give it a three. I'm definitely going to rewatch. And now that I know that certain people don't like this movie, I guess I will have to leave it as an as a solicited. Old bitches. Yeah. People who have lost their sense of wonder. The pessimistic people of this world don't like magic. I love magic. Sorry that I'm holding y'all back. <laughs> y'all want to do Fuck, Mary Kill real quick? Because it originated on this podcast. It's July 31st and fuck, Mary kill is our game. <laughs> and I'm going to use both of I'm going to use both of them you guys put in here. Okay, so. Oh, wait, are there ones in there? I'm sorry. sorry. There's two. There's two of them. Amanda put one in and so did Antonio. So beautiful. everyone, real quick. Fuck, Mary kill. You got to fuck one, Mary one, kill one. So Amanda's got Woody Harrelson, Mark Ruffalo, Dave Franco. You got to fuck one, Mary one, kill one, go. Mary Woody Harrelson. Fuck Mark Ruffalo and kill Dave Franco. You would kill what? Dave Franco? You'd yep. fuck Mark Ruffalo? Yep. Interesting. To quote Nick, Antonio. <laughs> Is that what I sound like? <laughs> Antonio. Um, Just this disappointment. Ryan. Yeah. We're fucking Dave Franco, right? Of course. We are fucking okay. tag teaming okay. the shit out of okay. Dave Franco. Okay. Eiffel Tower. Let's go. Let's go. Um, Dude, we're going to kill Mark <laughs> Ruffalo, aren't we? Oh, you lost. Oh, me. shit. You lost. Me. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh, no. I would kill. I would kill the love of my life's celebrity love of her crush. Life. The love yes. Of my life. The love of my life's love of her life. I would kill Woody Harrelson. I'm not Mark you. Ruffalo. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I. That's the right answer. It is what? the right answer. What, what, is, what is the right answer, Amanda? Jennifer, do you? Jennifer has an answer already. Oh, Go she ahead. does. Jen. Yeah, Jennifer, she's flip flopping in her mind though. I am, and it's because it's difficult. I, I think I would, I would marry Dave Franco. I would fuck Woody Harrelson, and I would kill Mark Ruffalo. Amanda, (laughs) I'm gonna. I'm I'm sorry. I would. Marry Woody, fuck Dave, kill Mark. Okay. Okay. <laughs> of course you were. Glad you were able to get the, come to grips with that. Poor Mark Ruffalo. What did Mark Ruffalo do to y'all? 
He's actually yeah. a really good person. You didn't like him throughout this whole movie. I didn't say that. Well, I said I said he talked out of his mouth. You didn't like his mouth. I didn't. So I did. And we're and we're married to that now. God damn it. Well, we're the mouth podcast and the dong podcast, but not together. <laughs> I mean, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you put the two together. Ocean's Eleven, now you see me fast five. You gotta fuck one, marry one, kill one, go. Are you fucking kidding me? That's the easiest thing in the world. That's the easiest fucking... Is it, though? Wait, 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 wait. I think it's easy. Amanda, go. I'm gonna marry Oceans. Yes. Yes. Now you see me. No. I'm gonna kill fast five. That's exactly Mm -hmm. what I was gonna say. I would, honestly, and I get it, I get it. And obviously, the two of you, Antonio and Ryan, are going to disagree. First of all, Antonio, you... I don't know what the fuck you're going to do here. You've never seen Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> he's going to kill it. Oh, How shit. Are you gonna I don't know what he's going to do. How are you going to fuck something sight unseen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> think I might. I know that based on our opinions here, it should be obvious. I think I might fuck Fast Five. Though. That's a good. That's a really good movie, and it's a fuckable movie. Mm. You know? So then who would you kill? I'd kill now you see me. I mean, I have to I have to marry Ocean's Eleven. So then we are in agreement because I would marry Ocean's Eleven. I'd fuck Fast Five and kill now you see me. Antonio, what is how would you rank the three? Because if you if you're fucking Ocean's Eleven, I want to know if you're willing to fuck something side unseen. I would marry Fast Five, obviously. Uh huh. I, I would fuck Ocean's Eleven because if it's not good, then it's just a one night stand. I don't have to go back to it. My guy. My and God. then you kill now. You see me. <laughs> I love it. I love it. The devil you know, or the the fuck that you know. I don't. I don't know if that works. <laughs> if it's a good fuck, then you hit it up again. If it's a bad fuck, that's not the point of fuck, marry, kill. Antonio, that this might. <laughs> just so you know, this might get recorded and and released. Oh.